0: Hi, welcome to the first real episode of Serendipity City. Before we jump into the action, I wanted to give you a quick chance to get oriented and just kind of know what's going on, especially if you didn't listen to the world and character creation episodes, which are totally optional. So this is an actual play podcast, which basically means that we're improvising a story together in a world that I've created, and the story is told via the medium of tabletop games that are played with dice, For this game, we're using a combination of The Sprawl by Hamish Cameron and Urban Shadows by Andrew Medeiros and Mark diaz Truman, with a few things added in here and there from Dungeon World by Sage LaTora and Adam Kobold to fill in any gaps. All of these are Hacks of Apocalypse World. If none of this means anything to you, don't worry, you can absolutely listen along to the story without having to understand any of the rules at all. It's pretty self-explanatory. And we don't get off in the weeds about rules or anything like that. In case you didn't listen to the world and character building episodes, which is totally fair, I know that a lot of people will find those boring um, and some people will find them interesting. Here's what's up. The main characters are a gang of questionable heroes who happen to be freelance criminals, all living on the fringes in a seedy 1920s-esque metropolis with a magical underworld. There's Vex the Witch, Fancy Nancy the Oracle, and Charles Chappelle the Tinkerer. And I, Michelle Nicoliason, am your host slash DM. One quick note before we really get started. You may have noticed that this episode is mar- marked explicit. That's mostly due to language, although there is a lot of joking around about drugs and booze, too. Uh, these are seedy criminals, after all. In future episodes, if there's anything particularly violent or upsetting that happens, I'll let you know at the top of the episode with timestamps so that you can skip it if you want. All right, without further ado, let's get this party started. The sun is setting on another day in Serendipity City. Smoke from the metalworking factories hangs thick in the air, and high above in the skyscraper-pierced smog, other beings move about the clouds, unbeknownst to the people below going about their daily lives. Back on the ground, noisy automobiles careen around the streets as people bustle by on sidewalks. Barges traverse the massive river that divides Serendipity City on their way to or from the docks in the Warehouse District. Underneath the pavement, in an interlaced network of caves, creatures and people move around in the darkness. Some of them are metal, some are spirit, some are flesh, and some are a combination of all three. And above that, in the magical slums that make up the Gramary District, your crew of freelance criminals is in your base of operations, the secret backroom of a speakeasy, which is itself hidden behind a rundown watchmaker's shop. What are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm Jennifer Alexander, and I'll be playing Fancy Nancy Vanderbilt, and I'll go by Fancy... Um, I'm female Caucasian and I wear quite a bit of revealing clothing. I also wear glasses because I'm four-sided. Um I will am in a booth probably doing a tarot reading. I have a Bob brown hair and I am five foot five and wearing semi fancy clothing for what the 1920s considered it to be. Hi, I'm Gloria Walker, and I'm playing Vexville
2: Mall. Vexville Mall is in her early 20s. She's a female Caucasian. Um, she's curvy, about 5'10", um, dark features. Um, she tends to wear darker – she has, like, a pale complexion, but she wears, like, dark lipsticks and, and dark eye makeup. Um, she wears a lot of dark clothing. Um, at the moment, she's wearing, like, shorts and, like, a thigh-length coat, Um, earlier in the night when she got there, she was in a hell of a mood. So she'd already begun drinking. Um, she has a bit of a drinking problem. Um, so, you know, earlier in the night she was at a booth, you know, just doing shots by herself, kind of flipping a coin, really thinking about her past. Um, but the more shots she gets in there, the more boisterous she is. And at this point she's at the bar kind of shooting the shit with the bartender when somebody next to her says something untoward. And now she's in an argument.
3: Hi, my name is Evan Mora, and I'm going to play Charles Chappelle, or Charlie. Uh, right now, I'm in the back room of the bar as well with everyone else. I'm having, uh, I'm sitting down drinking as well because I've been in the shop all day. I'm wearing something like jeans and just sort of like a regular button-down shirt and an apron, and I haven't taken off my jeweler's loop yet. And I'm just drinking with That's my friends.
0: like it. Okay. Uh, Iroh and Fox would normally be with you, but they got a tip earlier in the evening from someone who had come in and said that they had information on the suspected human trafficking ring being run in the city. So they are both missing right now or out on the job and you haven't heard from them. That was earlier today. So you're all in the back room. The bartender on duty wraps on the sliding panel that conceals the back room. And then she opens it and sticks her head in. And she says, Hey, there's someone here to meet you. Say they've got a gig, something about a missing person. What do you do? Well, I don't know
2: about you guys, but fuck this. I'm having a good time. I didn't want to go to work today. I mean, come the fuck on. We got this asshole over here who's trying to tell me he knows more than me about fucking magic. And now these assholes show up and want me to do some fucking work. Are you kidding me? No.
1: Well, I guess I'm going to be wrapping up with this customer, but I mean, I am in the middle of something, guys.
3: Missing persons are usually pretty easy, and we could use the money. No?
2: I mean, I guess you're right. I do I, I do need to tip this bartender at some point tonight. So
3: That's um, right. We're not drinking for free.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charlie. Um, I think uh, let, let uh, Fancy finish up what she's doing. Let's go see what this asshole wants.
3: All
0: right. Okay. So you guys wait a little bit. Um, walk out. I'm assuming you leave the back room. Um, you usher your customer out of the back room since nobody's supposed to be in there when you guys aren't in there. And waiting at the bar, there's a tall um thin but like muscular thin like that kind of thin where you know that they could kick your ass woman uh she looks like Lapita nyongo so she has like dark skin um dark eyes she has like curly hair that's been finger waved and she's wearing this dress that looks like um almost like an industrial flapper dress Like you can tell that it looks that way because it's been falling apart, but she makes it look really good where there's kind of like some, there's like some tatters. Um, It's a gray dress with like some shimmering in it. There's a couple of pieces that are held together with like safety pins or chains instead of fabric. And with her is this, and she's like very calm. She's kind of like looking around, observing and patiently waiting. And with her is this, and she's probably like 25-ish, let's say like 25 to 30-ish in that age range. With her, is this much younger kid, probably like 17, 18. Um, He's wearing like high-waisted pants with suspenders and like a dirty work shirt underneath it. And he is incredibly fidgety, where she is like calm and sort of reading the room. He's like bouncing on his heels and looking around and like looking kind of irritated that he's been made to wait. Um, And she's like very clearly a little bit annoyed with him. Not a lot, but a little. So I'm assuming you walk up and say hi? yeah what's up girl what you need okay so she says hi uh yeah so she says hi my name is lachelle maddox um i'm with the bindle punks you might have heard of us and she like kind of pauses and like waits for somebody to say something Ugh. Uh, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> uh and she says we're here because we thought you might be able to help one of our one of our comrades comrades Why am I having trouble with that word? One of our buddies, Wyatt, uh, has gone missing. He was undercover at Blair Metal. He was investigating their working conditions and trying to find sympathizers in the employees to see if we could, you know, sort of incite some unrest there um, and make them treat the workers better. And he's been missing for two weeks now. And this is when, like, the younger annoying kid Well, I I didn't say he's annoying yet. Spoiler alert. He's annoying. This is when the younger kid pops up and he's like, yeah, I think he's a deserter. And the other girl just kind of like looks at him and is like very annoyed, but like clearly very annoyed, trying to keep it under wraps. And she's like, Wyatt wouldn't do that. That like he's been with us for years. He's one of our hardest working members. Something has happened to him. I know something has happened to him and I need you guys to figure out what it was. And... The younger kid kind of, like, pouts a little bit. Like, he sort of, like, crosses his arms and, like, stares off in the corner of the room. Like, clearly also annoyed, but trying to keep it... Trying not to, like, outburst in front of you. So, what do you do?
2: Well, I think I'm gonna talk to the little annoying asshole kid and be like, Listen, um, why do you think this person is a deserter? Obviously, you've got to have a reason to think that.
0: So let's see so he thinks about it for a minute and he's like I don't know he just never struck me like he was the one like he was the kind of guy who was who was in it for life I know that uh when he was younger you know he didn't he didn't have it rough growing up like some of us did and oh so you're an entitled asshole and he like shuts up and goes beat red the other woman the woman uh smiles at you and like like gives like a half wink like enough that if he's looking he didn't see it as a wink but <laughs> she's clearly in the same boat with you if you I don't know if this touch point rings true for anyone else but like this kid is definitely giving off vibes like that um, like that 17 year old who discovers what crust punk is yeah. and like dis- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and decides that like they're the
2: boss and i'm they know sorry you like the misfits what are their top five songs yeah. what album did they make the third album but which one with this guy <laughs> yeah like, yeah i know i know a lot
0: of those guys yeah so so this kid is definitely that guy uh so now that you've kind of like humbled him michelle speaks up and she's like look um we can pay you we can owe you a favor like yeah no shit <laughs>
1: we ain't doing this for free well she's saying that
0: we there can be some combination the price can be negotiated on Um, so she's not like assuming that you would do it for free but she's saying that like it can be some combination of favors and cash going on Um, and yeah so what do you do from here do you take the job do you negotiate like what do you do
1: I ask if she has anything that belongs to the person
0: she thinks about it for a minute, and she says, yes, I can get you something. I don't have it on me, but I can get you something.
1: Okay. That'll be useful.
0: So, um, how long has this person been missing? He's been missing for two weeks.
2: Two weeks. Hmm. Charlie, what do you think?
3: That's a long time.
2: It sounds like it could be a really stale, stale trail there. I don't know. I think that this is probably going to be a picnic expensive one. I don't know if you can afford it.
3: Yeah. Where does this guy hang out? Like, where? are around town. Where do we have to go? A lot of traveling? Are we going out of town? What's going on?
0: You know we have a per diem, right? <laughs> <laughs> so she tells you that um, he is usually seen in like the industrial district with the warehouses. Blair Metal is on the west side of town. <laughs> Blair Metal's on the west side of town. Um, it's near the ocean. It's not on the other industrial district. And, uh, yeah, so Blair Metals on the west side of town, he's been in there, he's been hanging out, and some of the bars, like, around there, um, the bars that are immediately near the Warehouse District aren't really the ones that are, like, getting hipstery yet, uh, so when I upload this episode, I'll upload a map and you, like, you the listener can see what's going on, but there's sort of a ring of, like, gentrifying neighborhoods around the Industrial District, and but some of them are still really rough. So Wyatt would hang out like in the bars that the workers went to after work basically, uh, trying to like talk to them and figure out what's going on. He also, you know, would hang out. um, There's a bar in the slums, not the Grammaray district proper, not the true magical district, but there's a bar in the slums that the bindle punks like to frequent. um, That's sort of like known as their bar. He would hang out there. And those are like basically the two major haunts that he was at. she does tell you that he she had seen him um, talking to some dwarves at the Punk bar, which is a little unusual because the dwarves don't usually go to the non the bars that are not strictly magical. but she didn't think anything of it because they have the anarchists um, have connections with the dwarves uh, and like kind of make some deals with them sometimes. So she assumed that it was about that. Is there a bar that the metal workers like hang out at? Yes, there's. Let's see. So if there's a bunch of bars around the district or around the industrial district, there's probably like a you know I would imagine that there's like a solid five or six bars that people who people who work at those go to because there's the docks, there's the um, like sewing factories, there's the metalworking company or factory. So. Uh, there's, like, two bars that the middle-working people tend to go to. Well, I think that we should probably
2: uh, go to either the docks, but see, here's here's my thinking. If we go to the docks and start questioning people, like, it's, like, gonna be more suspicious than if we just, like, go to a bar and, like, knock back a few with some people and make conversation and see what we can find out.
3: Right, um, I wouldn't know what to do at the docks I would just be walking around, but a bar on the other hand I could blend
1: Yeah, yeah Just make sure you don't get too drunk, guys. I've already okay. had some drinks today you. Oh,
0: you're not my mom <laughs> What a cranky wizard
2: <laughs> I'm not cranky, I'm just independent
0: <laughs> Fuck all y'all
2: Okay, um I think so I think that's what we're going to do is uh we should probably Fancy needs to get out of her fancy clothes before we go to a bar with a bunch of metal workers, I think. Otherwise it'd be very suspicious.
3: And Dwarves, right? Just Dwarves. Our,
0: so, um the dwarves that she saw him meeting at meeting with were in the the slums that are just north of the Grammarie district. Uh so which is different than the bars that were around the metalworking district okay
3: all right it's so the metalworking district then are we all getting on your motorcycle
2: i don't um do i look like i can take three people on my <laughs> motorcycle somebody's gonna have to hoof it yeah fancy has a bike don't you do, do you have a Neat.
3: car i'll take a cab how about that
2: okay we'll say that there could be cabs. you know what i
3: have a i have a fucking sidecar
2: okay you have a sidecar now i do <laughs> this is fantasy land i can
0: have whatever the fuck i want
2: I dibs yeah. on
3: the sidecar yeah. Cool Fair shotgun
0: <laughs> okay so you get changed um i'm assuming you all let's see actually who wants to roll for get the job well. somebody needs to roll 2d6
2: I'm sorry. They came to us and we have to roll. They yep. should roll if I want to do their fucking job.
1: <laughs> I got a one and a three. Okay, so that's a four. Um, that's how math works. That is how math works.
0: Yeah, so... If I had...
2: We didn't get the job, did we?
0: Well, so... <laughs> she definitely negotiates you down. Let's put it that way. So oh, you success. start out... Um, you start out playing... Hardball, and she manages to negotiate you down. I don't know if it's the alcohol that y'all have been drinking or if she's just a really good negotiator, maybe a little column A, a little column B. Um, you, so you take the job. You do get the job. I thought she job. was hot. Uh, <laughs> that might also be a factor. You're drunk and she's hot. You know what? Uh.
2: From now on, let me do the negotiating.
0: <laughs>
3: Sorry. It's, it's, it's a lonely life as a clockmaker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you do get the job. Um you do it for substantially less than you normally would and she told you all of that information already um i probably should have given you less information than that but since it's the first thing i wanted to and give you something to start i mean she
2: wants us to fucking find him right why wouldn't she
0: yeah uh but so but she can't tell you the names of any of the bars that are she's like she can't tell you the names or the exact locations of any of the bars like that the like dock workers and industrial workers hang out at she can of course tell you where the Bindle punks bar is at because like why would she not know that but let's say that like you know that there are bars you aren't sure which one the metal workers hang out at and there's like six to choose from looks like we're bar hopping tonight guys so fancy goes to get changed
1: is do you have a change of clothes at the bar or do
0: you have to go back to your place
1: no i have a change of clothes at
0: Okay, that makes sense. So while you're getting changed and like you guys are figuring out the motorcycle situation or whatever, Lachelle um, leaves and comes back. When she comes back, what she says is, I went to his place um, just now to try and find something of his and it's been ransacked, uh, just like completely trashed so i don't have anything i i i have to figure out she's like panicking like this she's she's definitely lost some of the cool that she had earlier tonight she's like i don't uh i don't know who this was i have to figure this out i'll bring you something uh i'll bring you something later or tomorrow or whatever and then she were there tiny footprints there were no tiny footprints everything had been ransacked just like completely trashed um but nothing was stolen it's as though they were looking for something. Uh huh. So.
1: Could I, like, put my hand on her and try skim the surface?
0: Yeah. Let me see it. You roll for that while I read the description.
1: Like, basically, can I figure out what's, like, going through her mind? Uh, yeah. Time? I have four and a three. Okay. Right? Seven. I wrote two. Five. That's seven
0: plus two. That's nine. So that means you get to ask one out of, what is your character thinking right now? Who are you protecting? Why are you keeping secrets? And what is your character's hidden pain? So, um, I
1: I'll guess I'll ask, uh, what is your character thinking right now? She must have some idea, like if you got me exactly what's going through her mind.
0: Oh, what's going through her mind is that, um, so she, you can tell that she cares deeply about about this guy um no romantic history but they're just like you can tell that they were friends going a long way back they've been friends for like i mean like five to ten years um so she's this this panic that you're seeing is like definitely real she's definitely truly freaking the fuck out about what has happened to her friend she's also feeling conflicted uh because the the kid who i didn't even bother to name because he's like her sidekick he's fairly irrelevant and he's not there right now um she ditched him when she came back um the kid is convinced that Wyatt was a deserter or switched sides like got bought out by the company and has been feeding them information um and she's like 99 sure that the kid is full of shit but the fact that he's disappeared and that now his apartment has been ransacked she's starting to wonder if maybe he's right and like maybe her friend isn't who she thought he was so she's like genuinely panicked upset very stressed out and like starting to have doubts about her friend that's where she's at right now okay
2: uh y'all can y'all just like chill for a minute I need to go uh take a shit (laughs) and so I tell them all to chill and then I go I'm assuming this is how it works, but I go through the back room and there's like an alley that I can access in the back. Yeah, there's okay. yeah. Let's say there's so alley there's access. an alley, and so I go out and I, I whistle. I'm like, and um, then like from like around the corner, it's all dark and like there's like fog and stuff. You see this figure walking up, and. Um, the shadow is like really big, you know, and as it gets closer, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> and then you realize that it's like a, a 11 year old boy and his name is Bugsy. Um, and I'm like, hey, Bugsy, so here's what's going on. And I kind of tell him the whole story and I'm like, I need you to help me figure out what's the bar that most of the metal workers hang out at. I don't want to go bar hopping. You need to help me. So what, what's
0: what are you hearing on the street? OK, so I think let me check the moves because I feel like this should be a role
2: He's an extremely knowledgeable assistant.
0: He's a very good boy.
2: Kind of. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's not a good boy, but...
0: <laughs> he's
1: a very good use. He's, good to he's a
2: good boy to have on my side.
1: Would it be more of a role just to see what I he think,
0: knows? Well, so, yeah, so there's, like, specific moves. Um, the problem with this is that it's, like, he's technically an NPC, um but he's also like sort of an extension of Gloria's character so i was trying to figure out like what what move makes the most sense um
2: i mean i think just do a straight up like if we do a straight up or down roll to see if it's a success or not
0: yeah let's do so like i think that this would technically be a research um which is a move from the sprawl which is when you investigate a person place object or service using a library dossier database which like bugsy is the database so basically
2: like bugsy is my ability to um research things without having to be there so like my perception check without being there
0: yeah yeah so you will roll for research which is a mind so roll with that um let me know
2: three plus one i got four that blows
0: Okay, Three so. Plus one is four. <laughs> I'm doing so much math. We're so good it's at remedial math. Mystery. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so with the four, what he tells you is that he, he says, well, I can, you know, he's like, I need a voice for him.
2: Don't look at her, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be easier. Uh,
0: I think his voice should be something like this okay so no wait no that's i don't know that's pretty close okay so he says um he says yeah so i i know that uh that all the dock workers hang out at this at this at this one specific bar i don't have a name for it but like he tells you where it's at right um he's like and i think that the metalworking people hang out like two bars down uh but i don't know the name but i can tell you where it's at so he gives you this like extremely convoluted like you know how you get directions from somebody and they're not like uh go up to congress and then take a right it's like yeah you're gonna go like half a mile and then there's a oak tree that's been split by lightning and you're gonna hang a slight right there and then like a little bit down the road there's so he gives you this like very convoluted set of confusing directions based on landmarks and not street names so you do get the answer but it's like not quite as specific as you would have liked okay um,
2: and I'm like, "Good boy, Bugsy," and I give him a hard candy, um, and then
3: and a pat on the head,
2: and a pat on the I, I give him like a little like nuggy, yeah. and I'm like, "Get out of here,
0: scram, scram!" He, he waits just a second to make sure you aren't going to give him anything else.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, little guy.
0: I'll see you.
2: I'll see you at the end of this adventure and when I have some money because I just spent all my money on tequila. Um, okay, he kind of like
0: does a like yeah that checks out like you know Madden i always got shrug. you you know
2: i always got you bugsy i'm good for it
0: i'm good for it and then he like pops the cane in his mouth and runs back down the street uh
2: okay so um so i um walk back inside and then i i go to the bathroom and i wash my hands and i come back and i'm like Whew. okay guys i'm ready to go let's go all I'm right like,
1: guys let's blow this place
3: Yeah, you cool. know that nodding
2: doesn't happen yeah, in let's, audio. Let's,
3: <laughs> let's let's blow this Sorry, place. Sorry, I'm looking at my Or sheet. We could blow this place, or uh, I could use Snoop because I have a. I want to. Oh, I think I'd like to roll for something. Yeah. Do,
2: do you want to snoop here or do you want to snoop when we get to the bar?
3: But I'd like to snoop there maybe because or one of my powers there. is do we live there.
0: I mean it's like our hideout yeah do
2: you our want... place
3: has been ransacked i thought no you want to
0: go place. to his no, the place The dude's place has been ransacked but you're currently at the speakeasy do you want to go by his place before you go yeah to... can we figure
1: out where he lives
0: actually Christ. yeah that makes sense um so so let's say for that interaction um i am gonna have to get those character sheets back from you in a minute but um let's say for that interaction um she comes back from the bathroom you've been trying to
1: console her yeah that's exactly
0: what i was gonna say because i feel like that makes sense for your character is that like you're kind of trying to calm her down because she's still lachelle is still like very freaked out And it gives
1: me an excuse to put my hands on
0: her (laughs) yeah so like you're patting her on the shoulder as she's like like she's she's still fairly composed you can tell um given given how panicked and upset you could tell that she was when you did your your fancy magics um it's surprising that she's this composed but like she's still like clearly shaken and um the bartender kind of like noticed that she's freaked out and gave like gave you like a half shot of whiskey or something to like try and get her to yeah so i'm assuming that like at, at what point at what point are you like hey like maybe we should just go check out this guy's place like how does this interaction go down okay so
2: the scene is i come back from the bathroom i'm like okay you guys ready to go to the bar okay
3: oh well first of all i want to know how everything came out
2: (laughs) uh let's just say don't go in there
3: (laughs) noted so i'd really like to go to this guy's place and see if we can find out anything more about him than they're willing to tell us now they didn't hear me say that.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, did you say that in front of her? Okay, so... I mean...
3: I said it with my eyes.
0: <laughs> I mean,
2: okay, I just really wanted to get to another bar because I'm starting to lose my my buzz, but yeah, let's go. That's That makes sense. Let's go. Okay.
1: Um, Could I... Well, it says,
0: like... Um, I will tell you, like, I'll just give you it a freebie. Like, she's she's being upfront with you. Um, okay.
1: Because I consult her.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> like, if you... I mean, I if, if she if she was like keeping some kind of secrets that would it like you would have been able to tell when you when you could like sort of saw into the state of her mind and she's being pretty upfront. like she's she she hasn't told you you know that she's like now doubting her old com comrade's yeah but character. i felt that yeah, yeah I, but I like that. but you could feel that and and she's not she's not um yeah she's not keeping anything big from you about like About his home, or about other stuff going on, or like she's not, you know, preparing to double cross the anarchists or anything like that. So, I'm assuming who comes over and like clues Nancy into this new plan because you guys were talking, but you were like away from her because you didn't ask in front of her.
3: Oh, right. Yes. Well, everyone's looking at me. (laughs) So,
0: well, it was your plan.
3: (laughs) It
2: was your
0: plan.
3: Well,
2: I think I'm probably more likely the one to do it because I'm just kind of irreverent and I'm not, I don't really care that she's in like a a state. So I just walk up and I'm like, hey, so we decided that we're going to go to his house. Can you just tell us where he lives?
0: She looks a little taken aback and then she's like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. If you're, I mean, if you're looking into him um, and, and she gives you an address, his house is in the, uh, it's in the slums. It's not like the the non-magical, but magical adjacent slums. It's like, honestly, it's actually on the way. Let me see the map again. Um, yeah, so it's basically like on the way to the industrial uh, district. So you realize that it'll be pretty easy to get there to like, to, to do a straight shot basically. Um, so she tells you where it's at and she's like, yeah, um, uh, the she starts to tell you where the key is at and then she stops and she's like oh uh i guess you don't need a key because they busted the damn door down so well that's pretty cool all right thank you (laughs) so yeah so she um turns around to the bartender and orders another whiskey the bartender uh who are you're all who you're all good good friends with she overheard you talking to the bartender the bartender overheard you talking to charlie about being out of alcohol, and like she stops you on the way out the door and very discreetly passes you a flask. Thanks.
3: <laughs> I like this damn and... already.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I think that she should have a name because we're probably gonna interact with her a lot. Yeah, let's
0: give her a name. Um, I've given her character traits names or usually. Can work. she be
1: D-
2: Dolores? Can Dolores. we just name her Dolores? So, of course. We
0: can name her
2: Dolores. Okay, she hands me a shot and I say, damn, Dolores. You're just always there for me.
0: See? It works. It's great. Yeah, so the bartender <laughs> is a mixed...
1: <laughs> Why is that so funny? Thanks.
3: Damn, Dolores. Damn,
1: Dolores. You're Thanks for always... the gig of water. You're always there for me. Um, so the bartender, by the way, uh,
0: has medic training, which I'm sure will come in handy at some point,
2: just for future reference. Is she Dolores. A, is she a vet, like you see whenever you're watching all the like mom movies
0: it's like they always take you to a vet.
2: Oh right you can't go Uh, to the hospital
3: you go to the vet.
0: Yeah yeah. so she's she's good friends with Fox. She's been at the speakeasy basically since the beginning and she one of her parents was a magic worker and the other one was Faye so she has some some secrets that maybe you don't know about uh, as far as like you kind of get the impression that maybe she's a little more than meets the eye but
1: She's always been like and she's really working friendly. her way through medical school, which what? we don't know about, but <laughs> right. she definitely has some skills. <laughs> has some,
3: why isn't she friends with me? I like I like work across the wall from her. Well I'm sure she's friends with
0: you. I think too. she's
2: friendly with everybody, but I think that like she's deep friends with
0: with
3: Fox. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. he owns the joint.
0: Yeah, so and they've and like I think we I don't know if we established. It's just like it. you
2: always think you're friends with the bartender.
3: <laughs> That's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should know that more than anyone.
3: Well, I guess, but you know, <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been thinking about Dolores a lot lately, and uh, I'm annoyed that she's not more of my friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are your feelings hurt. I always Poor tip F- her so well.
0: Poor Charlie.
3: Charlie doesn't have feelings. <laughs> he just drinks. <clears throat>
0: Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, so cutscene. Cutscene. Yeah, I don't think we need
2: to do anything for you know you navigate. You mean we don't need to have a motorcycle riding montage? <laughs> we can definitely have a motorcycle riding <laughs> oh, montage. Like, no, no. I no. hear the Benny it's, Hill music. No, I'm thinking more <laughs> like like '80s like power ballad oh. at night, yeah. and we're all just like there's lights and it's dark and it's yeah. like well it's
1: huge and no, no,
2: no, the
0: motorcycle. no you're on the back seat. She, he's oh. on the
2: sidecar yeah, yeah. so you
0: all managed yeah. to cram in I there cause I could
2: have a car but I chose a motorcycle so I'm just gonna put the sidecar on there fuck it
0: yeah well, you can always see. take
3: the sidecar off yeah I can just exactly. pop it on okay. and pop it off uh, yeah I've got so, wrenches just
0: pop it on for me
3: <laughs> I'm always there for you sister
0: oh you're always
2: there for me Charlie
0: <laughs> I love how the character voice started sort of like sexy Nolens and then it's like gradually getting more like angry Boston. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you have your like super 80s um, motorcycle montage where you're cruising through the streets. And <laughs> 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 add in something
1: where we're all like, yeah, yeah, I can
2: probably That's what I was just doing with my mouth.
3: <laughs> yeah, why edit it? <laughs> <laughs> I hear like my... Yeah. It's like well I think of like Miami Vice or something. Yeah. That's there's definitely Or like, like... the the beginning of Stranger Things, that
1: whole 80s. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: There is definitely um, a part where the guitars come to a screeching halt as the motorcycle almost hits a pedestrian and you do like a sick Fast and the Furious turn in slow motion, and then right. get through the intersection. Okay, Charlie falls out of the um, sidecar, but then
2: I spin it around, and he lands directly back. As I, it.
3: as I, as I fall out, I kind of mutter to myself, "Typical."
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's a freeze frame, and we hear that.
3: Yeah, <laughs> get in,
2: loses. We go and snooping.
0: <laughs> 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 oh. Okay, so you get to the place where this guy lives. It is a very rundown apartment building. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever seen pictures of, like, shitty apartments from the 20s, but they are very shitty apartments from the 20s. Uh, the stairs, there's, like, a... It's, so, the apartment's on the second floor. There's, like, a stair... That you have to skip on the way up because it's like just completely missing.
3: Jeez, what a dump.
0: There's somebody Whatever, sleeping. Whatever, I've lived in worse. <laughs> I mean, Nancy over here lives
2: in the I've United only water seen house. three rats. I used to live with a hundred rats. I got it worse than everybody. <laughs> Why do you think I'm so bitchy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, there's somebody sleeping in the hallway, and as you're talking about the rats, they like roll over and give you a dirty look and fall back asleep and i say
2: hey dude what's up you sleeping over there i was hey have you seen anything weird going on over here did you see anybody uh ransack a place over
0: here that's a really specific question i feel like if well you... i feel like if you saw it it would you would have known like how is
2: that so specific
3: yeah did you hear any ransacking it It's a, a sp- you can ransa- hear a ran- yeah yeah there's Ranc- a ruckus did you hear a ruckus
0: what's a ruckus sound like
3: Do you want me to describe the ruckus? Yes. Shuffling about, banging, cursing.
0: Things falling. Banging like something falling or like what two people do when they're alone. Well, I mean...
3: Things falling.
2: I'm not
0: trying to kink shame anybody
2: (laughs) over here. (laughs) I'm not the kink police. Yeah. (sighs) No, like
3: people can do what they want to do. Paper
1: rustling
2: there. I I realize that like this isn't the best place, so you probably hear a lot of weird stuff happening. But this would have been a lot of weird stuff coming from the same place at the same time, and you probably would have heard things falling, doors opening, probably people muttering, "Where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it?" You you hear people muttering that.
0: (sighs) Uh, um, So the guy stops and looks at. Where do you have the flask at?
3: Yo, are we on the second floor?
0: Yeah, you're on the second floor.
3: Which one of these doors has been kicked in? Am I right?
2: Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out if they've seen him. Like, are they dwarves or are they, you know?
3: I just want to get into that room.
2: So I have have the flask in my back pocket and I pull it out. And I just kind of like shake it between two fingers like, I mean, if you got any information, I got a little hooch here. He says, give me that hooch, I'll
0: give you some information. Uh, No, it don't work like that give me half the hooch first and then i'll give you the information and then tell me if you've
2: seen anything and i'll let you have some hooch and then you can tell me more
0: i did seen something but i'm not telling you more until i have some hooch
3: jesus <laughs> give the fucking <laughs> guy some hooch
0: what do you want <laughs> this is the last of my hooch charlie i'm not
2: just giving it up for nothing he could be lying
3: dolores gave you that for free we'll get some more hooch later
0: all right yeah uh, he like
2: what's your whistle. His
0: mid-air, um, takes a small swig first and then he says yeah i saw some people um they was dressed like you know they were dressed like how how rich people think working people dress uh so like their clothes were you know working clothes but they were too clean so they and had was, like
2: they had like jeans that they bought with ripped holes in them right those are even called posers holes
0: in them. <laughs> 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 evan the poser or Fashion Charlie, holes. the poser police <laughs> um uh, fucking poser they had they had work shirts but they was too nice you could tell they'd never seen a day of hard work there was no pit stains no grease stains i don't know what this character is going back and
1: forth <laughs> Just like just go <laughs> with it italian and ozarks i don't just know
3: just go with it just go with it yeah
1: kind of country but not
3: the guy's you know. just he's waking up he's just waking up
1: yeah
0: so his voice is changing so they kicked in <laughs> so they kicked in the door and then they was yelling I heard all this stuff coming from inside. There was noise, there was banging, but not the fun kind of banging. There was papers thrown all over the place. I think one of them punched a hole in the wall at some point cause all the hallway started shaking. And then they just left and they look pissed. <laughs> and and that's all I got. And then once he finishes telling you the information he takes another swig and then he hands the, the, the hooch back to you.
2: All right, thank you bub, I'll remember this. Alright, you get back to sleep. Don't let the bed
0: rats bite. He says, Yeah, I'm gonna do that. And then he like rolls back over and.
3: Vex, don't forget to wash that flask.
0: <laughs> no shit, son.
2: <laughs> Too bad they don't have hand sanitizer in the 1920s. I'm not gonna try to drink out of some hand sanitizer. Hannah
3: Sandton's
2: <laughs> hand sanitized flask. I'm just gonna wash it. Alright,
0: uh, Charlie, lead the way. You're snooping for us. Okay, so... There's a, there's a door at the end of the hallway that has clearly been kicked in. The, so it's uh, the
3: one at the end of the hallway? Yeah,
0: it's at the end of the hallway.
3: Well, that was easy. It's the door at the end of the hallway. It's been kicked in. I Let's just... go inside.
0: <laughs>
2: see, this is why you keep us around. You let us see things we obviously wouldn't have seen without you.
3: That, that could possibly be true. And that now good. that we're inside the apartment, I'd very much like to snoop so I can find out what has recently happened. Seven.
0: Seven? Well, did you add your, um, whatever you rolled with?
3: Okay.
0: Here, hand me the... Thanks. Okay. You rolled with mind, so you rolled a seven, and then you add two, because that's your plus, that's your mind. Yeah. So...
3: In my estimation, that's nine. (laughs) Math!
0: Uh, okay. So that means, so you don't have to ask this question right now. You can ask it as you look around. So you might wanna wait until I describe the place in more detail, or you can ask it right now. Um, You get to ask one of these questions, which is what's my best way in or out? Who or what here is not what they seem? What happened here recently? What here is the greatest danger to me? And whose turf is this? So you walk in and it's basically exactly what Lachelle and the bum in the hallway told you. It's a very, um, very small apartment. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen these apartments. My friend in LA lived in one of these apartments where it was basically a studio, but it was technically a one bedroom. Um, it was definitely, it was like the size of this living room, which for the listeners is probably like 400 square feet with an incredibly small bedroom off on the side. Um, so it's small, it's run down. There is indeed a hole in the wall that matches the, the hallway, but it doesn't look like it was something done intentionally. It was just like somebody punched a hole in these shitty plaster walls because they were pissed off. Um, everything is a total mess. There were some like dossiers that have been kind of like scattered, uh, in the bedroom. The bed has been flipped over. The mattress has been slit. Somebody was looking inside it. There's, like, not anything that's immediately obvious. And basically, like I said, it just looks like what everyone told you, which is it's a ransacked apartment that's kind of like a shitty 1920s tenement apartment.
2: Um, I want to go look and see what's, like, in the general vicinity of where that person punched a hole in the wall. So? Like, maybe they saw something in that area that pissed them off. Or they're just pissed off because they didn't find anything.
0: Excuse me. So, um... Yeah, there's not anything around the hole. Like, you even you can take a look inside the wall, and, you know, it's it's hollow. It's, like, very thin uh, plastic. It's, like, the, you know, like, an inch and a half of drywall over, like, shitty wiring. And um, it's just clean punched through. There's not anything that you can see. Um, you can tell that after they punched it through, they did kind of, like, had the thought to look inside and see if there was something hidden in there, and there's not. It's just a hole punched in the wall.
2: And there's nothing, like, on the floor around there. There's no, like furniture like in that like specific like areas there like is like next to a desk or something
0: um so there is there's a table not like a true desk but there is the table that you're guessing from the way the papers are scattered at one point um did have dossiers on it uh the papers are like all over the room some of them have footprints on them some of them um have been ripped there's like a trash can full of paper that's um smold... Well, I guess it wouldn't be smoldering. But there's, like, a small trash can which has been stuffed with some of the papers from the dossiers that was torn up and then, like, attempted to burn. I want to look at those. Okay.
3: Yeah, I in my life have never owned a dossier of any type. (laughs) I was
0: trying (laughs) to a
2: a little suspicious. (laughs) So
3: let's take a look at these dossiers, shall we? What do they have in common? Who are these people?
2: Yeah, let's see what they were trying to burn. Yeah. Okay. So...
0: I think you might need to roll for that. One second. <coughs> okay. Okay, so, let me see if you need to roll for that. That
2: investigation check.
0: Investigation. If
2: we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, I oh, would wait. know what to roll.
0: That's an assess. So, roll with mind. Okay. That's in a big ol' eight. An eight. So you can you can spend one hold to ask from the list below I can hand you this, which is, what potential complication do I need to be wary of? What do I notice despite an effort to conceal it? How is blank vulnerable to me? How can I avoid trouble or hide here? What is my best way in, way out, way past? Where can I gain the most advantage? Who or what is my biggest threat in the situation and who or what is in control here?
2: I don't know what to ask for the, Like, I wanna see what information is on the pages. Okay. Um, what do I notice despite efforts to conceal it?
0: So you, you dump out the trash can and with some, with some very careful, like piecing together of some of the, because I don't know if you've ever tried to burn paper, but it can actually be surprisingly difficult to get a clean burn. And clearly the people who were in here before were in a hurry. So they did not like stick around to make sure that everything was actually burned. They like tore these papers into four pieces, threw them in the trash can and then threw a match in there and pieced out. So there is enough left on the burned papers for you to be able to piece something together and see. There's a couple of pieces of paper that have a name called Monte Amano, um, and also have Blair Metal on there. So um, Monte Amano, Blair Metal, and there's a couple different sheets. Um, there's also Narvi. There's another name, Narvi. Hey! <laughs> hey, listen! <laughs> listen, Toronto! Hey, listen! <laughs> hey! Uh, Narvi what? It's just Narvi. Okay. Um, <clears throat> something that you do know is that most of the people... <laughs> something that you do know is that most of the people who only go by one name are typically not human. So there is, um, there's the Monty Amano uh, on sheets that reference Blair Metal and also reference the Bindle Punks, and then there's some other sheets that say um, Narvi and have what look like, from what you can see, it looks like ledgers. So you have two different names. They are never mentioned on the same sheets together, um, and both of them, the the notes with uh, the notes about Mon- Monty and Blair. Um, are more text based, they don't look as much like ledgers. Like, you can kind of catch words here and there, like, start, at, like, he was keeping track of when he started at Blair Metal for some reason, and, like, has a couple of names of people who were in the Bindle Punks, other anarchist members, and, like, listed them as anarchists in the sheets. Uh, and those all seem to be one group of papers, and then there seems to be, like, another group of papers, which is mostly, like, Narvi, and then has, uh, like ledgers of, you can't tell what it was he was tracking because it's never stated, but it's very clearly like paid XYZ on this date or like gave XYZ on this date. Do you want to spend your hold now?
3: Yeah, I think I do. Um, So what I'd really like to try to figure out is if the people who broke in and ransacked were trying to destroy something or recover something.
0: Let me see your sheet. Again, also, how many holds do we have? Um, so yeah, so most of the moves like if you roll a seven to nine, you get one hold, and if you roll a ten plus, you get three hold. And the hold is just applied towards like the questions, which you can ask at any point. Okay, so if I do channeling, I get plus one hold. So if I get like if I need one
2: hold to go up another, then I or if I want an additional hold, then
0: so for channeling, the hold that you get goes towards um. My magic moves? Yeah, your wizard moves. So you would do channeling if you you have elementalism, memory wipe, and shielding. So, like, if you wanted to memory wipe the bum in the hallway. I was then, thinking about doing that on the way out. I was thinking about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, so you would roll channeling first, and then if you had one hold, um, you would be able to spend it to do that. Okay. So hold is just referred to in... With the rolls that are about investigation hold gets you more questions with the rules that are about magic it gets you more magic power so hold is just kind of like a general in game term for like a point basically which you can then spend in various ways depending on which move it is
2: okay and we're not using the harms right
0: um we are using the harm but since we're not we're, we are using the harm mechanic but we're not fighting anyone yet, so it shouldn't
2: Well it just says if whenever I, I roll for channeling on a ten plus I get three hold. Uh-huh. On a seven and nine I get three hold and I choose one from the list below, which is take minus one on going until you rest, which is that just minus one on all my rolls. Yeah, that's minus one on um, then or mm-hmm. suffer one harm or mark corruption.
0: We're not doing the corruption. Stuff. We're not doing corruption. Gotcha. We are doing harm. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue.
3: Oh right.
0: Okay, so your questions Give me your more specific question again.
3: Okay, my, my my question stated more specifically is, did the people who broke in want to take something or did they want to destroy something? Because it seems like they didn't succeed either way, but there were some attempts at destroying things and also nothing was taken.
0: So that sounds like, for your move, Snoop, that sounds like what happened here recently. Um, that sounds like a more specific version of that question. Can you remind me what you rolled? Was it an eight or a nine? Nine. Okay. So I'll give you a little more detail than I would for a lower roll. So, um, a little bit of both. They were clearly looking for something when they could not find what they were looking for. They decided that their best bet would be to try and destroy the information. But they also had some place that they needed to go back to. they, they, like, needed, for whatever reason, they needed to get out of this apartment. They did not have infinite time in this apartment to destroy everything thoroughly, so they were looking for something. They could not find it. Um, they decided sort of a last-ditch effort was to destroy things instead, and they kind of did that on their way out the door. They were not that concerned about the information. Before we
2: leave, I want to channel, because I want to be able to memory wipe the dude. The bum.
0: Poor Harold was just sleeping in the hallway.
3: Yeah, but bums don't get hallways usually. That's suspicious. (laughs) Bums get dumpsters. (laughs) Like like a hallway? That's kind of (laughs) luxurious.
2: All right, I'm going to roll my channeling. Eight. So that's, um, I get three hold and either minus one ongoing or suffer one harm. I don't really know what um, so one harm, let's see. Like, do I have hit
0: points? Let me see your sheet again. So, you, you see those five boxes underneath harm? Basically, you have five. Like, you have five total. You get to mark five total. If you get all the way up to five, um, you die. Uh, <laughs> you just die. Uh And there's various uh you can yeah so there's there's various okay. things to the harm mechanic so um you would mark like the harm under faint um and then you would have four more harm boxes you do heal about one harm a day naturally um so like this this amount of harm would be like you got a migraine and a nosebleed or something um, okay. which might affect like it, I wouldn't give you a minus one to future rolls, but, like, it might affect some of your performance in the future scenes a little bit, like, depending on how you rolled. Yeah, um, if you gave
2: me minus one, I should have just taken the minus one.
0: Yeah. So, um, you heal one harm a day naturally, so it would be, like, yeah, like a really bad migraine or something. Okay.
2: Uh, which- um, I will take the harm. Okay. So I have a migraine, which just means I need to drink more. I'm going through withdrawals. You do have that flask, but it has been
3: bum-touched.
2: OK, I got <laughs> Well, that's great. I like me a bum-touch, so. Doesn't
3: everyone just?
2: <laughs> um, so I have three holes
3: now. So you're going to memory wipe Harold?
2: I'm going to memory wipe Harold the bum.
3: Can I? I'll be Harold. Yeah, Are we sure. doing do you that? Wanna, yeah, do you want right.
2: to be Harold? Sure. Yeah. Hey, bub, how you doing? How's that hooch holding you over?
3: Oh, you guys again. You know, I'm really good for hooch right now. I don't really have any more information either.
2: You know what? I wasn't trying to get any information from you. I was just trying to say hello. You could be gracious. I gave you that hooch.
3: Well, you can see that I'm trying to sleep here. I mean, it's not like I have any place to be, but I do like my sleep.
2: It's the middle of the night, so of course you're sleeping. Of course, you know? Um.
3: So what can I do for you?
2: So, uh, this is my... Uh, so I have a... You know, like one of those like retractable batons, yes. except for it's a fucking wizard staff. Yes. And so I pull I it out it. and I, I just like like I have it in my fist and I just jam it and it retracts or it comes out on both sides. So oh like, a, like God,
3: a, what the hell is that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then I close my eyes and I, I mutter some magic words which are um Hachi Machi. Yes. And um his what his memory is what?
3: Uh, okay, well, anyway, I'm going back to bed. I don't know what just happened. This is weird.
0: (laughs) So Harold passes out in the hallway. There's a bright flash of light, a bright flash. There's a bright flash of light. Harold is asleep, like mutters something, and then
2: just like passes
3: out. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so.
2: All right, guys, I covered our tracks. I think now uh, we got to go talk to some metal workers at the bar.
0: Okay, so at this point, it's about 1 in the morning, and it's a dark summer night. You can see the moon, of course, and some of the stars, but a lot of them are drowned out by the city lights that are all around you. To get from the magical adjacent slums where Wyatt's apartment was at to the Bar District, you'll be heading north and then west, and then crossing the western bridge that's near the warehouses and the docks. You weave your way through the traffic and you can see the stars and the moon reflected on the massive river below you as you're on the bridge. Traffic is almost at a standstill, but you can zip through it on your little motorcycle. And you can even see a freighter headed down the river with a late night delivery. It takes a little bit longer than normal because traffic is busier than it should be for this time of night. But eventually you get there and once you arrive, you're staring down a street full of seedy speakeasy fronts. Don't forget, you don't know which bar you're going in listener do you think they managed to find the right bar or do you think they managed to make a right mess of things you are gonna have to tune into the next episode to find out thanks for listening to the first episode of serendipity city once again our players were evan mora jennifer alexander and gloria walker if you want to follow them on instagram or twitter i've put links to those in the episode description along with mine our audio editor is brendan hutchins and you can keep up with him at podcastadvocate.network You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Tumblr. All of the links for those are also in the description. Once we wrap up this job, we'll be doing a post-mortem episode, so if you have any questions about the characters or the world or how they approach things, anything like that, uh, feel free to send them in via one of those channels and we'll answer them on air. We're going to be releasing on a bi-weekly schedule on Tuesdays, so our next episode will go up on January 16th. If you want sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes content, or other bonus stuff, make sure to check out the Patreon. The link is in the description and on our site, which is at serendipitypod.com. Sound effects and music were a combination of public domain and free-to-use music, including a lot of tracks by D. Yankee from the Free Music Archive, full track list in the episode description, and Battle Bards. Also, if you listen to the world-building episodes, you may have noticed that Iroh and Fox did not appear in this episode. Unfortunately, Nick and Diego, who are going to be playing those characters, had to drop out due to time constraints. I totally understand this because they are both in grad school and also planning their wedding this summer. So that's fair. (laughs) The characters do still exist in the world, though. You will just have to listen and see what happens to them. All right, I think that's everything. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.